All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, uh, March 14th of 2023 here, and it looks like we have an eight-game NBA slate as well as a 12-game hockey slate today. So it should be a lot of fun, a uh, lot to talk about. It is Tuesday. Uh, golf projections should be up in the app uh, this morning, if not this afternoon. Uh, looking ahead to, you know, building some golf lineups tomorrow. So it should be a fun day to talk some DFS. Uh, if you guys have questions, you know where to post them in the YouTube chat or in the Office Hours channel in our Discord. And if you're not joined up in our Discord, there's a link in the description below. Get joined up, get in on the conversation, get your questions in the Office Hours channel ahead of the show. That way we have a steady queue of questions to get us going. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. It's a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all questions related to DFS, DFS strategy, how to use SaberSim, etc. here. So it uh, looks like we have like a, a few questions to get us going today. I'm going to get the SaberSim app uh, pulled up here. Uh, excuse me if I'm a little disoriented here uh by uh i have this like really cool uh this is just like sidebar but like i have this like really cool like seconds clock that i use and it's like a wi-fi connectable so it's like huge for nba for me uh because i get to see like uh you know how many seconds i have to like uh put in my lineup still right so uh it's it's been messing up on me since daylight savings so uh don't really know like what time date uh is going on here so a little disoriented but it's all good i'll get it I'll get it worked out, but I, I would recommend, you know, uh, sometimes you're like right up against lock and, uh, you know, six, uh, six fifty nine and five seconds is like way different than six fifty nine and 45 seconds. So this clock that I have like syncs up within like three seconds of, of my actual computer. Cause it connects via Wi-Fi. Uh, so, so pretty cool. If you're like hardcore NBA, getting lineups in right up against lock. I would recommend something like that, but just, just a little, little plug for you guys there. Um, looking in the discord here, looks like our first question came in yesterday from JDS dog. Uh, quite a few questions around SIM optimals in general. So I think that is where we are going to start today. Oh, actually, uh, before we get started, there was a question yesterday from Patrick and I want to make sure that I get to that one. So Patrick asked, uh, for Sims you don't support, uh, since we lose the ownership fade slider, how do we value um, ownership in in general? So what I had told him was that ownership is still being accounted for um, with the uh, Saber score 2.0 slider here. So we ran this build yesterday. I'm just going to use it again. So the one thing I did not know, which I went and got clarification on. So if you go to like the Saber score uh, 2.0 slider here and you hover, you can see that it is doing uh, a negative weight of 0.3 times average adjusted own. But there is no average adjusted own. So I was like, okay, you know, what what does this mean? Uh, how, how How is this being factored now? So, so what I learned was that if you upload ownership projections, uh, since we do not support this, since we do not have sims to tell what the player's variance is, the ownership that you upload will just be the average adjusted own for the calculation. So um, if there is no adjusted own column, we will just use the ownership values. 
as part of this Sabre score equation. But then the other thing about this is that, you know, it's using 0.6 times the 95th percentile. So because we don't have Sims, there's no 95th percentile of the lineup. So that just effectively becomes zero. So it's just 0.4 times sum of my projection plus zero for the percentile plus uh, minus 0.3 times your uh, ownership values of the lineup. So that is how it works. Uh, some slight adjustments being used there, but you can still take advantage of ownership in the post build with uh, the SaberScore 2.0 metrics for sports that we do not have sims for so i just want to make sure i got back to patrick there patrick let me know if you have any questions and we can circle back to that but getting back to the show here a uh, question from jds dog was what sample size is the sim optimals number based off of is it based off of all 5k sims or however many uh sim saber sim runs for the game the selected pool size or something else so good question here I am going to hover over to a uh, single game NBA slate for tonight. Just going to make two quick adjustments. Going to run 500 lineups here and uh, begin talking about this. But basically what is happening, you know, for these showdowns, for any sport where we're using Sim Diversity 10, uh, we are taking single, you know, for like NBA showdown, it's like a single game simulation. Uh, but there's like another question in the chat, which we'll get to about MMA. Uh, so so really, it's a single slate simulation. If there's only one game on the slate, then we only do that one game. But uh, it, it's effectively a slate simulation. We're simming every sporting event on the slate one time. So what happens here is that we see that this top lineup here showed up as optimal 10 times, which is actually like a lot. So... Uh, so this lineup showed up as uh, 10 times optimal in the pool of 500 sims that we pulled. So what happens is we, you know, you set your pool size, we go and pull that many sims from the from the uh, database, and then we start uh, simming out, you know, e each game once. We look at the optimal. If it's a unique lineup, it gets put into the pool. If it is a duplicate lineup, then that sim optimal uh, number goes up. It just gets like tallied. And then we basically sample the database until we could find you 500 unique uh, showdown lineups because we can't have duplicates here, right? So that is what the sim optimals is based off of. It's like from the sims that we pulled from the sim database, how many times did this one lineup show up as optimal? And then that number gets tallied. So we are going to make sure you get 500 unique lineups. Uh, but it is not based off of the entire sim database, just the set of sims that we pull to build your lineups. So that is like the first part of the sim optimals here. And then uh, second question, which I kind of already alluded to, but this one is from Nickquisition here. Question is, have a question regarding sim optimals in certain sports. I understand the concept when it comes down, when it comes to sports where a single sim would encompass all players, single game formats like Showdown, or NASCAR, how does this work in practice for MMA, though? Wouldn't the sims for each independent fight be completely independent? How are we calculating the sim optimals in that scenario? My hunch is we are just randomly selecting one sim from each fight, but in that case, it would be fair to say that these aren't really true sim optimals since the outcome of one fight has no material impact on any of the other fights. Uh, yes, so, so, you know, just to, like, talk about MMA specifically. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a slate optimal. We are going to 
take uh, one single sim from each fight and then look at how those fighters did and then build the optimal based on, you know, how they perform, the salary uh, restrictions, etc. And then that is essentially a slate optimal since, you know, there are 14 fights and uh, we're just going to take one instance of all 14 and then build the optimal. And then that is a slate simulation uh, ran one time. And then we will build the optimal from there. And then we'll do that again for each new lineup. So like 14 fights, uh, sim each one once, build a lineup. That is one lineup. And then do that same process 500 times unless there are uh, duplicates. And then we will keep uh, dipping into the pool until we can find you 500 unique lineups. So looks like Nick Position was cool with that answer. Uh, I am like answering these in real time. Just want to make sure I'm getting everyone an answer, but then we can circle back here and uh, go over it and see if anybody has any additional questions. Uh, Sean said, what's up, crew? What is up, Sean? Thanks for tuning in. If you have questions, throw them in the chat and we will get to them. All right. Uh, next question here from In It to Bink It. And I saw In It to Bink It uh, post some uh, wins on, on Twitter recently. So congrats. Glad to hear you're having some success. Question is, I'm finding that since SaberSim 2.0, my lineup sets, top 20, et cetera, are much more concentrated. Even when Sim Diversity 10, I'm getting a lot of 100% players in League of Legends and tennis this morning, for example, with a 5K lineup pool. And even when upping mini uniques to three or four in some cases, I'm still 100% on certain players. Is this expected? Is there a way around it besides setting exposure caps pre-built? So good question here. I will say, I think that some of this is um slate size dependent i've been like keeping tabs on like league and site been like a lot of like two game sets four game sets uh i really haven't seen anything over four four games actually so so like kind of smaller so i think in those scenarios you can expect to like be a little more concentrated overall here uh but let's just like hover over to league and like see what happens so let's see what we got going on uh, there was a two-game slate earlier uh, today. We could just uh, use this as an example here. But, you know, what I would do is, like, if you are, you know, running, um, I, I think it's fine to run Sim Diversity 10, especially, like, on a two-game slate. I think that's, like, totally okay. But, like, let's just run 500 lineups here. Uh, so so what I responded to in it was, I would say to set exposure caps or you can try tweaking the 2.0 metric the good thing is that you can hover over the metric to see exactly what the formula is now, then rewrite it and start adjusting, but it gives you a solid starting point. So um, I'm just going to stop the build here, but just use these lineups that, that we have since this is just like a demo. So basically what I'm saying is like, you know, if you are um, maybe your, your lineup pool is too concentrated for your liking here, uh, what you can do and in Binkin is on the pro plan, which is why I suggested this to him. One, you could either hover, over the saber score which is down here at the bottom and then see the formula that's being used or what you could do is you could click the lineup sort drop down and then whatever lineup sort you're on there's this little eye icon you can click that it will basically pull up the custom lineup metric uh window and then you could see the formula exactly how it's written so then from here i would either like write it down or just like do a quick screenshot and then uh, cancel that and then go to add metric and then create my own and then tweak it from there and then see if you could do something different uh, that that gets you closer to what your what you want your lineups to look out look like right out of the gate and uh, you know 
uh, start start experimenting with with your own custom metric. I think that's like totally fine. But I think like some of this high exposure is probably related to it being a two game slate, to not having that many players in the player pool overall. So I'd, I'd probably be probably be okay with like taking some pretty uh, strong stances on a small slate like this. And then a follow up to this conversation in a thread with uh, th- thigh unit is when messing with the metrics. Should the normalized value equal one if you're applying more than one metric with normalized value? And um, what I said was that I don't think that the weight of any normalized value needs to be the same. I think that if you look at like some of these larger, a large slate uh, saber scores here, you're going to see that the weights are different. And I don't, I don't know how Matt came up. Well, actually, I do know how Matt came up with these through like his his back testing and his contest sims. But you could see that like Matt has different weights for all of these standard saber scores, and he is normalizing uh, some of the values here. So I think it's okay to normalize them and have different weights for different variables in your custom, you know, uh, metrics basically. And then uh, Thigh Unite said. I've been trying to replicate the old Sabre score. I don't like how my ownership spreads too much. Would this be a metric where I change the 2.0 version from normalized value to just ranked? Uh, so frankly, I don't think you're going to be able to replicate like the Sabre score of 1.0, mostly because we were factoring correlation into that metric. Uh, we are no longer doing that. So, so basically what we've moved away from is is double counting correlation as a slider and as a lineup metric. And then we've also moved away from double counting ownership as a slider and as a lineup metric. So now correlation is only used as a slider. And like the reason you're using correlation is to try and create these like high upside lineups, especially in like sports where stacking is so important. So we we are just factoring in like the lineup percentile, the lineup upside in the lineup metric here and then we are not including ownership in the uh slider process and the building process and then just grading for it in the post build so basically like one count of correlation and then one count of ownership but then sim diversity is accounting for like player upside and then we are grading for player upside so ultimately you know correlation and ownership fade are great uh but we are okay like basically uh looking at upside more than once because you need upside to win your contest and upside is like the most important thing to getting a high high score high lineup where you do take down a first place prize okay uh continuing on here uh looks like our next question is from chuck the pure and chuck's question says with the ownership fade slider removed, is using a high number of mini uniques more viable now? It seems like I win more when I max out mini uniques on a nightly basis with 2.0. When compared to playing the top lineups, it's obviously a small sample size. But what's your take on this? Yeah, so I was uh, listening to the um, pro exclusive content around Saber Score 2.0 that Matt and Jordan released. I think that's like one of the best uh, reasons for like joining the pro plan is the access to the pro exclusive content and a lot of like the deep dive into like some of the theory and, and things like that, along with 
the behind the sims and uh, along with the video that jordan released you know we do re release a lot of public content on this stuff but then we also release the pro exclusive content so what it sounds like to me is that your lineup pool overall is going to be a lot more viable because what would happen is like when we would apply these um ownership fade uh adjustments as a slider uh that could lead to inherently bad lineups if the ownership fade was like super high and this was prevalent in like the nfl playoffs when the nfl playoffs started uh matt went in and like lowered the ownership fade slider because it was just giving you a lot of like really low owned guys because once we applied that metric uh it, those those plays graded out really well and they like probably were not the best plays so he had to go in and lower ownership fade in the nfl playoffs but now that it is solely being graded in the post build we feel like uh that is maintaining the integrity of the sims across your entire lineup pool a lot more so making each lineup that is built uh closer to sim optimals and then just simply being graded for ownership in the post build so making each lineup in your pool a lot more viable to play so i think that you know you are on to something with that uh conclusion chuck and i i think that you know if you're finding success doing that i would continue to do that okay good question there uh next question from d king 395 question is uh were the changes brought by 2.0 what differentiates gpp and satellite builds is it just correlation and sim variance correct me if i'm wrong but ownership is weighted quite differently for a single entry gpp 100 to 1k than a single entry satellite 100 to 1k so actually i do not think um they are weighted differently for ownership so 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 uh your your take is like pretty right here uh what changing you know let's go let's go gpp let's go uh just reading through here single entry and then let's go 100 to 1k entrance here so if we look at the sliders the sliders are zero five for gpp and then if we switch to satellite the sliders for single entry 100 to 1k is going to be two eight so we're increasing correlation pretty significantly and we're increasing uh sim diversity sim diversity pretty uh highly here mostly because like all of the equity in a satellite is in winning first place so you do still need to like have pretty high upside even in these type of tournaments here uh, so that's why sim diversity goes up so much but your your actual sorting method is going to be the same for gpps and satellites here where we are um using the same formula here so it's the sum of my projection times the 99th percentile uh times average adjusted own so like in these uh small slates uh 100 to 1ks we're using 99th percentile here uh but this is going to be the same for a gpp versus a satellite contest but the biggest things are going to be the correlation and the same diversity which are inherently going to in try and increase the upside of your lineups by having some correlation be accounted for by taking these smaller buckets of sims uh when we're building your lineups and then just grading for those in the post build will be the same so i think the slider increases are the biggest difference between gpp and satellites at this point with saber score 2.0 Okay, uh, next question here from Phantom. And then this is our last question in the Discord. And then we will be hopping over to the YouTube chat. So if anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get them in. But question for Phantom. Has SaberSim 2.0 changed up your single entry or three max strategy for NBA? Do you still run a single entry build for all your single entries and unique random fill? Or would running on SimDiversity 10 
uh, be good to get a feel for optimals. So what I do is I still like the idea of separating your uh, diversifiers and your elevators into two separate builds. But from there, uh, you know, I, I run my build, I apply any uh, diversification tools, get any exposure to plays that I want, you know, just some of the more uh, regular stuff that we talk about here. Uh, when I actually go to fill my entries, I feel using unique rank basically all the time now. So the reason I like unique rank is because I'm going to have my highest ranked lineups here go into, you know, I, I usually fill by like prize pool. So I'll just like look at the contest names and then I'll just uh, use like the uh, drag and drop feature to uh, put them in whatever order I want. And then I will fill using unique rank so I can know that I'm getting my best lineups based on Sabre score into the lineups, into the contest that I care the most about winning. And then letting that have like a trickle down effect. And then um, essentially I'm, I'm duplicating my satellites because I don't want to have like a unique lineup in like a $15 satellite that um, could, could uh, have had a higher score than something that I played in one of my, my top contests. I think unique rank uh, eases that burden. It's like, yeah, well that lineup was like super far down in my pool anyways. Uh, probably wouldn't have got to it if I had only, you know, uh, built, use 60 lineups instead of like 150 or something like that. I think that's why unique rank is so good. It takes some of that uh, variance out of the equation and, and helps you kind of live with the decisions uh, at the end of the night. But I, I like unique rank, especially because we're using, we have many uniques now. So I can be sure that my first lineup has as many players different from my second lineup, as many players different from my third lineup etc here uh it did not used to be like that that's why i liked unique random before because by using unique random you would uh get closer to the exposures that you see like across all your contests and apply a little more variance that way but i think unique rank is great now i think mini uniques is great now so i'm using unique uh rank in general here and then i'm also not using sim diversity 10 for like any uh classic slate above two games so if there's like a two game classic slate i will use sim diversity 10 for that but for anything that's three games four games you know up to like 11 12 13 games i'm basically always using sim diversity nine or less i do like the idea of taking a group of sims to build my lineups as opposed to taking an individual game sim to build my lineups uh, in any one sim any player could like essentially have a good day. And I don't, I do not want those players sneaking into my lineups. I like the idea of bucketing and having groups of Sims that way. Uh, if a player does good once, you know, that player has to do good uh, more than once over a multi-game uh, slate simulation to find their way into my lineups. And if that happens, then I am much more comfortable playing them at that point. All right. A lot of good questions here so far. Uh, hopping over to the YouTube chat. Looks like our first question came in from Demetrius. Would you lower your max exposure for showdowns? Uh, so I, I I think that's fine. I think that, you know, it's definitely okay to come into a uh, showdown build and say, you know, maybe I have too much uh, DeAndre Jordan leverage at captain here and then come in and uh, maybe I want to decrease him to like 20% to have like a lot less leverage. Uh, see what that does to your lineups overall here. And then another thing I like to do is like see how far that takes you into your pool. So 
I basically cut DeAndre Jordan, uh, DeAndre Ayton's captain exposure in half here. And from my top, from being lineups one through 20, I'm now down to lineup 25. So I only had to go five lineups further into the pool to find lineups that the builder likes. I think that's like a great signal. If you were to like cut a bunch of captain exposures and then now all your lineups are like lineup 500, lineup 499, lineup 498 at the bottom, I think that's telling you something that like you're probably making too many adjustments there and you might want to walk that back. But I think it is okay to manage exposures to your liking. All right. Next question here from Anthony Rinker said, not sure why, but Sabres score 2.0 is making my lineups not do as well. Uh, I think that's like small sample size. Uh, We did release this on uh, Friday, March 10th, and it is Tuesday, March 14th here. So probably some sample size there. I would, uh, you know, try and, and, and give it a shot for a little bit longer there. I think that, uh, you know, when we were, we tested this for like multiple weeks prior to releasing it. And it felt like, you know, a lot of users were, were having a lot of success with it. And we were telling users like, Hey, this is not like some magic bink button here. Uh, but we are like making these improvements deliberately because we do feel like it will add value to users lineups over the long term here. So like we went through this like two, three week period where everyone was like loving it. And then now we're going through this, like, uh, four to five day period where users are saying like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm losing. Uh, I think that's all variance. That's all DFS in general. You know, you are going to have these like peaks and valleys. So I would say uh, probably not too much to worry about your lineup sorting method. And I would more be focused on focusing on your lineup construction, your research, things you are doing to add value to the process and letting that variance work itself out. But I would not, um, directly attribute any wins or losses like to the Sabres score 2.0 uh, lineup sorting metric, but hang in there, practice bankroll management, uh, you know, follow the DFS profit plan and just continue to grind it out. All right. RS said, should I be building and sorting 5,000 lines? If I'm only playing 20 entry max, I think it's the pool is too spread out. Uh, the pool is too spread out. It's focusing on more unique lines in the build. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like, I, I, I think that, you know, when you're only playing 20 lineups, like, should you build 5,000? Uh, the, the theoretical answer is yes. Uh, what happens is that all lineups are not built in strength descending here. Uh, we, we generate all 5,000 lineups. The builder goes in with the Saber score metric and then grades them. So, like, your best lineup could be built 5,000 and then that five thousandth and then that one gets moved to the top i think that you know if you um how do i say this uh so so you know i I think building five thousand is always fine i think that you know it could be overkill sometimes like like yeah i'm only playing 20 you know do i need to build five thousand no maybe you know um i i will experiment with cutting that number in half if i'm in a time crunch like say i'm building you know 300 lineups for my diversifiers. And then, you know, I'm up against lock for NBA. And then I need to go in and do my elevator build. And maybe my elevators is only like 10 to 15 total unique lineups. I'll experiment with like cutting it in half just to save some time a little bit and then run like a 2,500 lineup build. I think that's still more than enough lineups. So I think that if you uh, want to try experimenting with a lower pool size, I think that's completely fine. 
And um, I, I wouldn't discourage you from doing that. But in theory, 5,000 will always be better because the more lineups you have, the more uh, the more higher EV lineups the builder can find and then push those to the top of your build. I would say maybe just focus on like staying within like the top uh, 10 to like 50% of your pool there. So like instead of, you know, building 5,000 and then playing lineups that are like ranked 4,000 when you only have 20, maybe try and stay only in like the top, you know, 500 to a thousand lineups and then know that like, those are the best lineups that the builder uh, graded. So if you're going beyond that with only 20 lineups, you might be digging a little too far into the pool there. So that's something that I like to think about. It's like, okay, I'm building, I have less lineups that I need. So maybe let me go less further into the pool with the lineups that I'm looking for. So, so some little food of thought there for you to think about. Uh, Anthony said, okay, thanks. Yeah, man. Happy to help. Uh, you know, DFS is a highly variant game. We did a behind the Sims series, you know, about almost like a year ago now, uh, I think in like April, May of last year with Eric and he was doing a lot of contest Sims and, uh, he determined that like a, a, a player with a winning expectation is only going to profit like six to eight days a, a calendar month if they're playing every single day. So a, a lot of that is, is, you know, you're going to have a lot of losing days. You're going to try and make up for them on those nights where you have those high upside outcomes and have those uh, top finishes where those uh, winnings can pay for your entire month, season, et cetera here. I think there was a great example actually in, in NFL, uh, somebody in a user had like a 15 K win in the NFL playoffs. on like one of the showdown slates or one of like the uh, short slates or something like that. And he said, I literally lost the entire season for NFL and this one win makes up all of my losses and makes me a profitable player for the NFL season. So it really only takes one day, uh, hang in there, keep grinding it out. And uh, the best thing you can do is follow our contest selection framework to help you smooth out the variance until you get to that win. All right. Uh, Follow-up question here from Chuck DePure. And Chuck said, as a follow-up, I'd like to add that even at the highest mini uniques, my lowest ranked lineup is usually around 2,000 to 3,000 out of my 5K pool. I think that's like really good. And I would be, uh, I think it's like kind of the best of both worlds there. You know, you're not too far into your pool. You have really high diversification. And if you are somebody who likes to get spread out, likes to not have super uh, leverage, risk, risky, or like risk aggressive lineups, I think that's like an awesome outcome. So I would really, I would be, very encouraged by those results if that's what you're seeing in your pool and if that's the type of player that you are. All right. Uh, that is all the questions in both the uh, YouTube chat and the Discord. So I think we are going to call it there. Uh, but we will be right back here tomorrow, Wednesday, March 15th, for our next show. Uh, we do this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you guys have questions throughout the day, it seems like a lot of people are catching on to this uh, topic. Throw them in the Office Hours channel. I will do my best to get you guys a response prior to the show because I know you guys are building your lineups every single day and uh, these questions can help you out. So I do like try and respond ahead of time, but then we will just circle back on the show and that way everybody can hear the question and everybody can hear the answer and then we can talk about it more if we need to. But until tomorrow, I will see you all. Good luck in your contests and take care. Bye.